I believe that's what every single one of us is going to do. We're going to exchange that one day for a crown. But until then, we're going to march under the banner of that cross. Onward, Christian soldier going as to war. What, a better, what better banner could you find than to march under the banner of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Under the shed blood, the living word of this hour. We're so grateful for this opportunity to be here. We're thankful for that banner, for what Christ did for us at Calvary. We're thankful for this message. We have so much to be thankful for. Amen. Before we get into the word tonight, let's go before the author of it. Ask his blessings. Heavenly Father, Lord, you see this assembly tonight. Lord, you see each one that's gathered. Lord, you see the youth and their excitement for the upcoming weekend. Lord, I I believe all of our hearts are excited, Father. Lord, we're excited seeing what you're doing in this day, what you're doing amongst the youth, what you're doing amongst the adults, Lord, just changing lives and showing yourself to be living. Lord, we are grateful and we are thankful, Lord, that we have been called and chosen for this last day. Lord, many people would look and talk about how evil it is and and things of that nature. And yet, Lord, what we've been taught is it's the greatest day that we could ever live. We have been chosen, Lord, to be the final ones on, on the face of the earth, Lord, before eternity sets in, before the great going home and Lord we're looking to that tonight that is our goal that is our focus that is what we are living for and Lord if there be one here tonight that isn't living for that that hasn't turned their focus to that tonight Lord Lord I pray tonight would be the night that you would just get a hold of that life Father Lord we want to surrender ourselves to you we want to just turn this service over to you Lord ask you to come and anoint and Lord get my nerves out of the way and allow me to speak Lord what it is that you gave me to speak Lord Lord I just pray that nothing would hinder from this point forward Lord, as we just turn this service into into your hands now, Lord, in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Wonderful to be in the house of God. Wonderful to be feeling well. Amen. If you if you have your Bibles with me uh, with you tonight, if you turn with me over to the book of Jude again, the first chapter, and, and as you're turning there, just in preparation. Uh, for this service, with my mind heavily leaning towards the youth and and their trip. Uh, coming up this week and recognizing the importance and the opportunity uh, of these kind of meetings and, and the things that, uh, that, that they're about to be in. And I would ask that each one of you be in fervent prayer for the meetings and for our youth and for our children, but not only for them, but the youth of this message uh, as they would gather together. And, and there are many that are going to actually have the opportunity to come face to face with the Lord Jesus. Many are going to have the opportunity at life. Many are going to have the opportunity at deliverance. Many are going to have the opportunity at healings and and at the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And look, we don't load up and go on these trips just for a good time. Uh, Although we're going to have a good time. You know, I, I believe that, um, but, but I'm not getting on a bus with 52 kids. I, mean, I just quit teaching to get away from these situations. Uh, but I'm not getting on a bus with 50 young people to travel 14 hours for a good time. I'm going because I believe that there's going to be things of eternal value take place. There's going to be lives touched. There's going to be people delivered. And we're just asking that you'll be in prayer for that. And, 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 and not only that. Not only do we want them to have those kind of services there and and the young people, but we want them for everybody and we want them here and we want them when we come together, not to waste an opportunity, but we should endeavor every time we come together to create that atmosphere where lives can be changed. And and young people, I would even ask you, I know in a few hours or an hour, I know you're thinking a few hours, whoa, slow down. Um, Here here in a minute, you're wanting to load up on the bus and, uh, and head to Ohio, but just for a few moments, let's gather in right here. 
You know, don't put off till Thursday night or Friday night an opportunity that you can have right here tonight uh, to be delivered and be set free. So as we look to the word tonight, uh, the book of Jude, third, uh, third, chapter, uh, third verse, excuse me, says, Beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort that you should earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. And also we want to look in Psalm 60 and verse 4. And as you're turning there, I believe what we just read about contending to the faith is, is, is pertinent for everyone here. But as time would go on, it's going to be even more and more pertinent for you young people. Because as time goes on, you're going to see further and further of drift, further and further standards being let down and landmarks being overrun. And you're going to have to contend harder and harder every single day. Psalm 60 and verse 4, it says, Thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee, that it may be displayed because of the truth. Selah. Amen. You may have your seats tonight. We just ask that the Lord would add his blessings to the word. Brother Branham would say, God grant it tonight. Everything has went by. May that still small voice attract the people tonight to a real sanctified life. A life that'll stand by their God, that'll stand by their church, that'll stand by their pastor, that'll stand by the cause of Christ, that'll hold up a banner, that'll live, act, dress, go and associate and live in the environment that'll be so salty that it'll cause others to thirst to be like them. I believe that's the desire for each and every one of us. But as I said tonight, I, as I prepared and looked and thought my heart was with the youth, but don't just let them, let this be to them tonight. Take it, take it for yourself as we're going to minister for a bit on proclaiming the standard or raising the standard. We're going we're gonna to preach tonight on raising the standard. And the last time we ministered, we were on, talking about defending the landmarks. Uh, defending the faith as it was once delivered unto the saints. And, and to tonight, I want to kind of head down that same road, uh, that same line of, of defending truth, of, of standing on the liberty that we have in Christ Jesus and, and, and defending the land that we as a people, that you as a young people has been returned back to in this day. And not only to, to defend what you currently have, and not be satisfied with defending this little portion, but being willing to take further steps and to obtain all that God has promised to give you. All right, because within the landmarks and within the boundaries, you are to take everything that God has promised and that God has said that you can have. So as we get ready to go to meetings, as we sit down for a church service, don't just let it be a time where you come together just to worship or just to hear something good. But in this moment, in this service, in this weekend of meetings, I'm going to take more. I'm going to grow a little bit. I'm going to take more of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to take another step. I'm going to overcome that which has been hindered me every time we come together it's not just for a good time what we have to start to recognize is every time we gather it is for war it is for battle it is to drive off the enemy it is to take more of our possessions and he's not just going to give it to you you got to be willing to show up wake up get into the battle draw your sword and fight you understand? Come on, I want you to get with me tonight. You can relax and hopefully sleep on the bus later. But right now, this is about you. This is about you raising the standard. This is about you coming to your position. This is about you overcoming tonight. 
Amen. It's time that we get ready to go to battle. And I was thinking about our church and our youth and each and every one of us and the obligation that we have to fight. The obligation that we have to, to defend what God has done in this day. Generationally speaking, to defend that there is a message sent. But not even, not, not so much even just genera- generationally speaking, but individually speaking, you have to defend what it is God has done for you. You have to defend your possessions. You have to defend your experience. You have to defend your home. We have to defend personally what it is God has done and not allow the devil to come in and steal from us. There's a lot of people that will defend God sent a prophet. There's a lot of people that will defend God sent a message. There's a lot of people and yet they won't defend their own homes. They won't defend their own joy, their own peace. They're living in defeat. They got no victory. They'll tell you, oh, God sent a prophet. There's a message. Isn't it good? But they got no victory in their home. You got to defend your experience. You got to defend your land. You can't just sit there service after service and, well, God's good. God's good while you're being robbed day after day after day. You got to defend the land. You got to defend the landmarks. You got to raise up and be willing to fight for what God has given you in this day we got to rebuild the walls around our families push our way back to the landmarks that are there in the word and recognize that those are for us and then using that word we must begin to rebuild the places that we've allowed the walls to be torn down we have to begin to rebuild the places in our in our lives and we all have them that maybe are weaker than other parts of our lives Rebuild the parts in our lives that maybe we've neglected, parts that we've allowed to go unattended to. We have to take the time to nurture our experience into a true relationship. Because if your experience is just a one-time thing that happened at an altar or in a church service, that's not a relationship. That was just an encounter. And there's lots of people in the Bible that had encounters with Jesus and went to hell. You can encounter Jesus. But if you don't do something with that encounter, if you don't go deeper than that encounter, if you don't let it grow into a relationship, what good has it actually done you? So rebuild the walls and and go into a relationship with him. We've heard it time and time again that our, our relationships or our experiences with God are not to be a one and done thing. It is a walk. It is a progression to where we walk with him daily, where we go from experience to experience to experience, ever growing, ever changing, ever maturing, ever getting stronger, always allowing God to mold us into his image, continually putting one stone upon another stone, building up this part of the wall and building up this part of the wall. It's something we have to be doing. Strengthen me, God, in this area. Strengthen my life in this place. Never, ever, ever allowing yourself to get comfortable and feel like, oh, I've arrived. You know, some people get to that place to where, you know, they recognize that that there is to be a fivefold ministry. And they recognize that there's going to be evangelistic preaching. But that's really not for me. I'm beyond that. Oh, I don't get excited about the evangelist. I need the deeper stuff. According to that comment, you're the one who needs the evangelistic stuff the most. We never get to a point where the ministry of God isn't, doesn't have an impact on our life. There's always a place of repentance. I die daily. There's always a place of I need more. I need to cut down more of myself. There's always an opportunity for God to sand on us a little bit, to mold us a little bit, to shape us a little bit. Continually allowing this. Not saying, oh, I'm there. I'm good. I'm comfortable. But praying, Lord, shake me again tonight. 
Lord, shake me again tonight. Where am I lacking tonight, Lord? Where can I grow tonight, Lord? Do something for me in this service, Lord. Brother Brown says, God, we we're not so anxious tonight to see the building shook, but we would like for you to shake us. Lord, shake our understanding, shake our being, shake our emotion, our hearts of understanding that we might leave here tonight more determined than ever to serve you, that we might feel the presence of a new, fresh Pentecost, of a Holy Spirit pouring out upon us, a fresh and a new, like down in those woods and hills in Arkansas 50 years ago when the forefathers come through here in the horses and wagons preaching the gospel. Dear Lord, may we the bearers of this great worthy cause that you sent through here, may we not be ashamed of this great thing, but may we walk in the footsteps of those who went before us, Lord, packing the banner of Lord Jesus Christ. There's a banner, young people, that we're carrying. There's a standard that's being lifted up before the people. We have to come to the place as Christians to where we are solid, to where we're solid in our faith, and yet we're still seeking. Many times they feel like that those that are seeking and those that are at the altar and those, oh, they must not be very strong. No, they've actually kind of got it figured out. You're supposed to be solid and you're supposed to be strong and yet seeking for more. Lord, where can I repent? Where can more of you come into me? Pour yourself out of me a little bit more. I'm strong, Lord, but I'm seeking for more. We have to be uh, strong examples and yet teachable. Solid and seeking. Strong examples and yet teachable. Leaders and yet willing to be changed. Listen, those two things are not exclusive. That I'm a solid Christian and yet I need more of God. You can be a godly, overcoming Christian and need more from God. As a matter of fact, that better be where you're at tonight. Lord, I'm in the battle. Lord, I'm overcoming. Lord, I'm walking in victory. And yet I'm very aware tonight. Lord, I need more of you. I need another touch from you. I need more of your Holy Ghost tonight, Lord. Yes, I'm in the battle. Yes, I'm fighting. Yes, I'm overcoming. But I need more of God. But see, this is the place where the devil gets so many people. He'll take somebody with a burning desire for more of the Holy Ghost and turn it against them. To where they're afraid to come and seek more of the Holy Ghost. Where they're afraid to come and seek more because what are they going to think if, they're, if you're back at the altar again? Listen, if you ever get to the point to where your desire for the Holy Ghost is quenched, you are deceived. Because if you're not wanting more, if you're not wanting another touch, if you're not wanting another outpouring, I doubt you ever had the first one. We got to be to a place where we're continually, God, I got to have more. God, I need more of you. Pour yourself back out on me again. But the devil comes and he attacks you there and he points to your weakness and he points to your failures and he accuses you day and night. And he accuses, oh yeah, oh yeah, you're seeking more because you didn't get nothing. Oh yeah, that's why you're so stuck. You know, you didn't get nothing from him. But no, no, you, listen, that's not the time to back up. That's not the time to listen. That's not the time to agree to. When he starts pointing to all that, let me tell you what I point him to. I point him to my victories. I point him to what God's done for me. I point him to a life of what used to be and where I'm at now. I point him to a life where my desires have changed, where my natures have changed. Yes, I need more of God. Yes, I need more every day. But look what he's already done for me. Look how how much he's changed me. Look where he's brought me from. 
victories. Pointing back to your experiences. Pointing back to Calvary. That's where we laid it all down. That doesn't mean I don't got more to do. That doesn't mean the Lord isn't still working on me. I know I got walls to build up in my life. I know I got areas I need to improve in. I know I got places I need to mature. Hopefully, we are all at a place where we can recognize that about ourselves. That's where I want you at tonight, young people. That's where I want you at tonight, recognizing your need for more of God, but praising him for what he's done for you. Recognizing I got to have more, but I am an overcomer. I am a Christian. I am a devil defeater. I'm overcoming in Laodicea. I'm standing in the most evil age. God, I need more of you. It's been a battle this week. God, I'm struggling. Oh, but I want to thank you for what you've done for me. I want to thank you for the experiences I've had. I want to thank you for the changed life. Lord, I want to give you praise. Thanking him for what he's done and seeking for more. I know I need more. And when you know that, let me tell you something. There's more of God for you. There's more Holy Ghost for you. There's more victory for you. There's another touch coming for you. There's another refilling coming for you. If you're seeking it, if you're looking for it. Oh, Lord, I just want to apply another dose of the Holy Ghost in my life. I got this spot I need covered up. I want an experience. I want to cover that with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to fill in this breach in the wall. I want to add this area of protection in my life. Oh, yes, I don't let him, don't let him, young people, put it off to the future. You are a def- devil defeater now. You are an overcomer now. You are victorious now. You are a slap in his face now. You are the one keeping him from enjoying his kingdom. Satan's eating now. You are the ones ruining Satan's eating. I say keep ruining it. Keep spoiling it. Keep overcoming. Keep fighting. Stay in the battle. Push for more. Take more ground. Build the wall higher. Raise the standard. Don't let him get your eyes on your shortcomings. He's just trying to get your focus turned away from the fact that you are an overcomer. You are called to be a soldier. I was telling Brother Joe in the back, I said, I was studying some of this and just getting emotional today, trying to keep it together, thinking about our young people. Sometimes we let this just become a lifestyle. Oh, we're just going to church. We believe the message and we lose track of of the reality of the fact that we are in a war for the very souls of men. This is a heaven or hell thing. This is a reality thing. This isn't, oh, I hope it's a good service Wednesday night. I hope we get on the bus on time. This is about your soul. This is about eternity. This is real. You are a soldier. You are called to fight. You are called to win. You're called to overcome. You're called to raise a standard in this war. The greatest battle ever fought. You are chosen to fight. For all that this message has promised. Called to be a defender of the landmarks. Called to be a standard bearer in this battle. It's you, the youth of this message, the youth of Evening Light Tabernacle that is leading the charge in this battle. It's you that are on the front lines tonight. It's you in the thick of the battle that's overcoming this wicked age. Listen, don't be afraid of your testimony. 
Don't be afraid to testify of what God has done for you. Don't be afraid of that. Well, Brother Aaron, I ain't there yet. I don't want to testify about, about this and that when I still got these issues in my life. That's nonsense. Don't let him keep you from testifying. Listen, if you got 100 demons and one of them gets cast out tonight, you testify about that. Well, I still got 99. Praise God, it's one less than you came in with. I'm taking another step. I'm growing. I'm overcoming. Testify about what God has done. Raise the standard and give glory to God. Brother Aaron, I got flaws. I've had bad thoughts this week. Yep. I didn't preach because of the bad thoughts I had. Somebody else had to be up here. Truth? That's real talk. You can get quiet. That's, that's the truth. Oh, brother Aaron, I've had bad thoughts. I've got struggles. It's because I'm not a Christian? No. It's because you're in a battle. It's because you're in a war. Wars aren't fun. Wars aren't easy. Wars are difficult. You get shot. You get wounded. You get hurt. You have struggles. But we keep going. We keep fighting. We get underneath the banner of the cross. The standards lifted high. And we march on. And we keep going. I've been wounded. I've been hit. But onward, Christian soldier. Oh, I'm struggling today. Devil says I ain't going to make it. But I'm going to a rapture. I'm not laying down. I'm not quitting. I'm getting more tonight. I'm getting stronger tonight. It's because you're in a battle. And I, for one, young people, I'm glad to say that I'm, I'm thankful that you're fighting on my side. I'm thankful to have you in the battle. I'm proud of each and every one of you. Oh, you don't know my struggle. I don't care. I'm proud of you. You're fighting. You're standing. You're here. You're shoulder to shoulder in the greatest battle ever fought. And I'm glad to have you. Quit testifying of your weakness. Hey, sure, they're there. Let's deal with them. Hey, let's deal with it tonight. Let's find deliverance tonight. Let's get another outpouring tonight. Let's find it this weekend, whatever. But quit testifying about your weakness. Defend your testimony. Quit defending your weaknesses. Raise the standard up high. Defend your experience. Don't let the devil rob you of what God has done for you. Too many times. That's one reason we want to go from experience to experience. Because if your experience was several years ago, the memory of that and the emotion of that and those parts of it will begin to fade. Look, I know. You get sealed with the Holy Ghost. You're sealed to the day of redemption. I'm not doing away with that. We're talking about strength in the battle. We're talking about overcoming. We're talking about pressing on. You need a fresh experience. You need another outpouring. You need one today where the devil can't tell you it didn't happen. It just happened a while ago. I know it happened. It just happened this morning in my prayer closet. I know it happened. It just happened this weekend in Ohio. You can't take that from me. Don't let him rob you of the reality of the experiences that you've had. Defend them. Oh, but you're weak. 
Oh, but I'm struggling in the greatest battle that's ever been fought. I would like you to remind the devil that you are still here. You haven't quit. You haven't turned tail and run. You haven't given up. You're still here. You're still fighting. You're still reloading. You're still firing. You're still on the firing line. You're still right there face to face with the devil. Let him know I hadn't run yet and I'm not going to run now. You're still standing. Oh, and it's age after age after age. And here we are in the championship rounds. We're getting to the place where only champions stand. Where only conquerors stand. And you're still standing. Oh, you're in the corner. And our trainer, our chief captain, you know many times you're there. And in late in a fight, if the trainer feels like you got a chance to win, but the fighter you're facing is better than you, they'll tell you, hey, there's just one more round left. But lay off of him. Just stay back off of him. All you got to do is survive this round and you win. You're ahead on the scorecard. That's right. But listen, our trainer ain't saying that tonight. Yes, our captain ain't saying that tonight. He's saying, not only have you whooped him in every round, not only are you still standing, take the fight to him. Take the battle to him. He's about to go down. He's about to fall. You're about to deliver the knockout. Take the fight to the enemy. These are the championship rounds. We're still standing. Hallelujah. Woo. Our God is in our corner. He says, take the fight to him. Take the battle to him. Finish the fight. He thought so much of you. And so much of you. That he made you a standard bearer. In the final charge of the final battle that will ever be fought. Someone who would carry the standard. Someone in the last day that God could trust to see this thing through. Someone who would lift up the word of God in a world of evil. He chose you. Brother Branham says, but in every generation, God has always had his agents. It's got down sometimes to merely one. But God always had somebody in every generation that he could lay his fingers on. People that he could put his finger on and say, this is my people. And they will do as I tell them to do. Oh, I love that. Of all the people he could have chose. Think about that. God said, I need a young people. I need a group of people who won't bow down to the pressure of the age. I need believers who will protect the truths in this word. I need somebody in the worst condition that's ever been that will be willing to stand and fight when it seems like they're completely surrounded. When it seems there's no hope, when others are caving to the pressure, when others are walking away from the message, who's he gonna pick? Who's he gonna pick? In his great infinite wisdom, down through the ages, in his eternal mind, Knowing all things, knowing the people he could choose from, knowing who could stand, knowing who could take it. Who are my very best? And we're talking about like the Navy SEALs of the ages. The eternal army rangers. The very best of the best. Who can I trust to carry the standard into the very teeth of the darkness? Me, I'm just a... You're going to argue with God? 
So many times God's sitting there trying to bless us, trying to give us the Holy Ghost, trying to give us more, and we're arguing with him. I'm just not worthy. He made you worthy. None of us were worthy. He made you worthy. He chose you. He predestinated you. He placed you here because he knew you would get the job done. He knew you would raise the standard. He knew you would lift up the banner. He knew you would stand in the age of darkness. Sure, there's people falling away. There's people letting down standards. There's people that are allowing ancient landmarks to be overrun, to be taken by the enemy. Let's don't get our eyes on that. We're talking about you. We're talking about where you're standing. People sit too long with breaches in their wall. And in so doing, the the gaps in the walls have allowed, it's not this. It doesn't allow the evil to come in and then the standards go out. Because the evil can't get in as long as the standards are there. What happens is the standards get let down. The standards flow out. And then the evil flows in. It's not vice versa. But they, you allow you sit in a place long enough to, to where you don't repair the walls. And you don't raise the standards. And now broken down walls, as we said, they, they not only allow the, the standards out, but they allow the enemy to come in. And through the ages, the wall has been torn down and God began to restore and he sent the messages in each age until this day, it was perfect, complete. But what happens over time is people begin to fall away. People begin to neglect. It's not the problem of the message. People allow these areas. People begin to teach doctrine wrong. People hold to things that aren't true. And in so doing, the landmarks move. And God's calling the people to rebuild the wall, to raise the standard, to go fill in the gaps. Oh, well, not me. I'm just a young person. I I can't do those things. Nehemiah 3.28, from above the horse gate repaired the priest, every one over against his house. And after them repaired Zadok, the son of Emmer, over against his house. And after him repaired also Shemaiah, the son of Shechaniah, and the keeper of the east gate. And then verse 30, and after him repaired Hananiah, the son of Shalemiah, and Hanan, the sixth son of Zalath, another piece. After him repaired Meshulam, the son of Berechiah, over against the chamber. Right here in this verse, the commentators will note that in all these others, it says the son of, the son of, the son of, and then it gets to Hanan, and it says the sixth son of. The only one who does like this, and what they note is that this is his youngest child. This is the young person in the house, and it didn't matter to him that the five older brothers didn't want to repair it. It didn't matter to him that his five older brothers didn't put their hands to the work. It didn't matter to him that the five older brothers were okay with cold formal worship. It didn't matter to him that the, the five other kids in the family were okay letting down the standards of modesty. It didn't matter to him that they felt like they could just join a church and believe the message and they were going to be saved. 
He may have been the youngest one in the family. He said, but I got a part to play. There's a standard to hold up. You must be born again. There is a standard of modesty. There is a standard of holiness. There is a standard of conduct. There's something we believe in. And the older ones, they may not put their hand to it. They may not worship. They may not build. They may not be interested. But I'll do it. I'll stand up and do it. I'll play the part. I'll rebuild the wall. I'm not worried that I'm younger. There's a part I can play. There's something I can do. I'll build the wall. I'll raise the standard. It doesn't matter what this one says. I'll uphold the standards. It doesn't matter where this church leans or what that church teaches. Listen, the standard is the word. The standard is the word, and I'll fight to uphold that standard. Older ones don't want to do it, fine. They won't put their hands to the work, fine. They don't want to create the atmosphere in the service so that people can be born again, delivered, set free, fine. Our youth will do it. They'll worship. They'll stand. They'll rejoice. They'll give their all. They'll go to war. They're not ashamed. They're not afraid. They ain't got to the point yet where they think they got it all figured out. They recognize, I need you, God. Come in this service. Come in this moment. Pour yourself out in my life. They'll do it. Let no man despise your youth. One commentator said, Thus the younger brother, if he be the better man, and does God and his generation better service, he is indeed the better gentleman. Those that are most honorable are those that are most useful. You can do what you want with that. (laughs) Hey, the older ones wouldn't go kill Goliath. Fine, get out the way, please. Listen, we got a church full of really wonderful middle-aged and older people. So if this don't apply to you, don't take the medicine. All the medicine in the cabinet ain't supposed to be for you to take. But if it does apply to you, dose on up. Get you some. It'll do you good. There's a generation that's been called to be the final standard bearers. And they will stand. And they are standing. In the face of everything that the enemy can throw at them. And their cry is, we will not let down the standard. Brother Branham says, no wonder Christianity can't even lift up a standard. It's, because, it's not because Christ is not able, but because the people won't do it. He said, the message is ready. The power of God is sufficient. Men and women are scared to break out yonder into the spheres before God and dare to trust him and take him at his word. He says, so faith isn't built upon the shifting sands of emotional concepts, but faith is built upon the standard, God's eternal word, the rock of ages. That's where faith takes its solemn resting place, and it never moves when it's built right there. A people called to raise the standard of the word. We talked about it last time, how we can't dare to give an inch. You can't give up even a little bit. We can't let down the bars uh, listen, we can't be willy-nilly and wishy-washy about things and expect overcoming lives. 
We can't let down standards in our home and expect overcoming children. The world that we live in presents a very, very dangerous, I'll say offer, or a, what's the word I want? It has escaped me. But a way for us to negotiate, as it were, just give up a little bit and we'll back off. Just give up a little bit. Just compromise a little. Just, why can't you be willing to say things a little softer? Why you got to be so harsh? Just be willing to baby things a little bit for the sake that we can all just get along. When in reality, that's never the end game of the enemy. That's not what he wants. He doesn't want that inch. He doesn't want that peace. Once you move a little bit, listen to me, young people. We've seen it time after time after time. You give a little bit and it is a bottomless pit straight to hell. Many times there's no turning around. Next thing you know, it's not just a standard here and a standard there. Next thing you know, you're in a life of filth. You're in a life where you don't even believe God exists. All because you gave a little bit. Don't let him fool you into thinking he wants just a little bit. You compromise a little and you're going to be overrun. You compromise even a little and you're going to be overtaken. Look, that's why I'm thankful for a ministry here that'll tell it like it is. That'll stand on truth. That ain't worried about your feelings. That's willing to offend in order to stay true to the word. As I've heard it said before, the truth don't care about your feelings. It's okay. I'm leaving here in a minute anyway. You can't give an inch. Listen, all this LGBTQ, RSVP stuff that's running all over our nation and trying to overtake and down throw every standard that we've ever had in this world, in this, in this nation running. Listen, 1996, Bill Clinton, the liberal of all liberals, signed the Marriage Protection Act. This is where the liberals were in 1996 when I was 16. Yes. Marriage Protection Act that declared marriage was between a man and a woman. That's where the liberals were. You think it don't go quick? Bill Clinton outlawed gay marriage. Or upheld the fact that it was outlawed. However you want to look at it. The Marriage Protection Act. And for years they cried. Oh, we just want to be treated the same. We just want the right to marry. We just want the right to marry. Why all the hate? We don't want to interfere with the way you live your life. We just want to live our life. What a lie that turned out to be. Why? Oh, love, love, love. The liberal rallying cry. Love. Why all the hate? We just want to get married. We just love each other. We want to be married like everyone else. You won't even hear from us. Just give a little. But from, well, not this pulpit because we wasn't here. But in the other pulpit at Evening Light Tabernacle, I can specifically remember Brother Tim preaching, they don't just want to get married. He said, this is the attack point. They want to move the standard and make a mockery of anything that is an institution of God. It was just their point of attack. It was just where they wanted to get started. So in 2015, the Supreme Court overruled the Marriage Protection Act, giving them to write the right to marry. And from that time, it has been 
a flood. An absolute unraveling of the standards of society that once was one nation under God. How far? How far will they take? How far will my life spiral out of control? I just want to do some small things. I just want to be normal. But they did too. They wanted to get married and be normal. How far has it gone? Until now there is a movement. You don't believe it. And if you want to get sick to your stomach, look it up. But there is a movement to no longer use the term pedophile to describe those who want sexual activity with children. Because it gives them too awful of a stigma. It creates a bad reputation for them. We are now to know them as MAP or minor attracted persons. Very common topic in the news these days, if you don't believe me. Minor attracted persons. We're not supposed to, you can't be mean to them just because they want to be with your children. I'm sorry, that's disgusting. I know it's a bottomless pit. You can't give an inch. You can't back up any. You got to hold the standard of truth. You got to raise it up high for the whole world to see. You got to let them know I'm not neutral. This ain't Switzerland. I'm not neutral. I'm taking a stand. I'm going to stand right here on the ancient landmarks. I don't care how long you say gay people can get married. I don't care how long you say those things are normal. That's not the landmark. That's not what God instituted. I'm going to stand on God's word. I'm going to raise the banner. I'm going to hold the banner. You can be mad. You can be angry. You can hate me. That's fine. But I'm going to stand and raise the standard and say this is what God called me to be. This is eternal truth. This is the word of God, and it's what I'll live by. It's what I'll die by. If I do die, it's what's going to raise me. So I'm going to stand right on it. you got to hold up the standard. It disgusts me. I'm sorry. We've all been there. When you ain't 100% sold out to God, you get attracted by worldly things. You get attracted by this star and this movie and these things, and it becomes something that you want to match up to. Or something that you want to be like. Brother Branham said, I don't care if my pants match my coat or my tie matches everything. Just let my experience match this word right here. Let my experience match this word right here. Let this be what I match up to. This is what we need to emulate. This is what we got to match. This is the experience we got to have. Hold the standard. Let it manifest in you until the word becomes flesh. And you are the standard. We're not called to be some soft preaching men pleasers. We're called to hold a standard of truth and a standard against sin. And if things need to be addressed, they get addressed. If things need to be preached on, they get preached on. Listen, that's funny. That's one of the parts of the book of Acts people don't like to talk about. But you know that almost every time, I won't go there. That's that's almost an exaggeration. Many times, when Brother Branham would reference the book of Acts, his reference would be Ananias and Sapphira. He'd say, we need to get back to the book of Acts to where if you walked in the church with something in your life, it got called out publicly right there. Oh, we don't want that book of Acts. (laughs) But what if it hurt my feelings? I'll tell you what your prophet said. He said, I've often wanted to come into a church. I've longed to see it. I guess where I could walk in the back door, front door, wherever it was, look across an audience and see a perfect church all in order. 
Sin couldn't stay there. No, the spirit would call it out, you see. It just couldn't stay like Ananias and Sapphira. You just couldn't do it. There'd be no sin in that group. No, sir. The spirit quickly speak it like that. He snaps his fingers. No matter what it was, how little it would be done. See women, men sitting there under the power of the Holy Ghost, the spirit of God moving perfectly, moving this. Someone had done something wrong in the congregation. Couldn't be. They couldn't. They'd come quickly and confess it before the spirit got a hold to confess it before and come tell it. Because they know right then it's going to be called. That's right. That's the church of the living God. How my old poor heart now. It's getting old now. But I've longed to stand and see a church like that. I may yet. I hope to. I'm just saying. That's part of the book of Acts. We don't talk about a whole lot. But Brother Branham did often. What was he saying? There's a standard to be upheld. And many are sitting there not holding the standard up, but claiming it. He says, I hope to be in a church where those things get called out. And if you read it carefully, he didn't even say the pastor. He said, we'd move on the spirit of somebody else and they'd call it out. Woo, would we get mad. Just all of a sudden in pre-service, Mike Dexter stands up and I ain't going to call somebody else's name, but <laughs> looks over here across the church and says, you did such and such. And you need to repent of it. Hopefully that was toward the altar. <laughs> we can't be standard bearers and be afraid of correction. Amen. See, that's a standard or a landmark that people have let down right there. That the house of God is where correction begins. Brother Brown says judgment begins at the house of God. Here's where we are judged. It isn't a, 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 and isn't it a pity? And when we see that we're wrong and doing the wrong thing, living the wrong kind of life, associated wrong and everything, that we're just not big enough to walk up and say, God, I'm sorry. I'm the one's wrong. You're right and I'm wrong. And you forgive me and help me to do better the next time. It wasn't that big a deal. That was the end of it. The big part's overcoming your pride. That part's simple. He said, just help me to do better next time. If we just would be that real about ourselves, but we don't, we hear the gospel preached and say, well, I don't believe it that way. Listen, the gospel likes to tickle our ears. And I know we've slowed down a minute. I'm just going to try to pick us back up fast enough to land so we don't crash. But the gospel likes to tickle our ears. It's hard sometimes. It hurts sometimes. But I'll take that if it gets me ready. Lord, stomp on my toes, preach on my life, call my name, whatever it takes. But let my judgment be right here. Let me get ready right here. Let me stand correction in the house of God. Do whatever it takes. Let me be humble enough so on that day I won't have to be judged. Let me lift up the standard now as one that's willing to be corrected, willing to be preached on, willing to be talked to. Lord, if I need it, please do it here. Do it now. Correct me in this place. Let my judgments be here, Lord. Just help me keep my spirit right. Being a standard bearer is a great responsibility. And it comes with great danger because standard bearers lead the charge. Standards, I know we're talking about things we live up to, but 
in, in, it's interchangeable standards or, or, or the colors or, or they're the flag. They're the battle flag of your unit. In, in ancient times, they would be called standards or banners. And somebody's got to lift the standard. Somebody's got to lift the banner up high. It shows other soldiers, young people, where they are. It shows where is my unit making a stand at? Where are we fighting at? Some in the midst of the chaos of battle get turned around. They get wounded. They get offended. They get hurt. Those things happen. Remember, this is a battle. We talked about that. And they get disoriented and they're looking around. And what are they looking for? They're looking for the banner. They're looking for the standard. Where's my unit? Where's my group at? Where's the charge at? And they look and they look. And in the midst of all that, they can locate that. They look for the flag of their unit. It says that if in the course of a fight you're separated from your unit, one would look around until they would see the standard. And then they would try to get back close to it. The standard bearer in battle is in the center of the front line so that all the troops know where to go. But it also shows the enemy where to shoot. It shows where the charge is coming. Young people, every gun in hell is trained on you. This isn't for the faint-hearted. This isn't for the weak in spirit. This ain't for the ones that's going to run scared. And that's why he called you. He knew what you were made out of. He knew you were made out of stuff that don't bluff. That's why when the bullets start flying and people start saying, well, we don't need all that emotion no more. The days of miracles has passed. It doesn't matter how you dress. Oh, y'all's church is just old fashioned. Oh, y'all are just a whole, whole bunch of holy rollers. Those bullets start flying all around you. You don't turn and run. You don't back down off your testimony. You don't get scared. You just raise the banner a little bit higher. Yeah, that's me. That's us. That's where we stand. Right here, boys. This is where we're fighting. Right here. This is where we're standing. We're called to carry the standard. We will protect this land against every attack. Listen, this bride will not be lukewarm about this word. She will have a passion for truth. She will have a passion for her homeland. She will fight to protect her homeland. If it costs me friends, if it costs me popularity, if it brings struggle into my life, I don't care. We are going to stand for the whole gospel, for the entire truth, for the message, the way it was presented. We will display the truth. We're going to preach and live the whole message. That's the young people in this church. I believe that with my whole heart. And listen, the message preached exactly the way it was delivered will produce exactly what the message promises it will produce. Oh, we want to leave parts off and preach half of it and preach this part of it and then blame the message when it don't produce the results you want to see. You got to embrace the whole thing. You got to preach the whole message. You got to preach it in its entirety. (laughs) Psalm 60 and 4, we open with this. Thou hast given a banner to them that fear thee. That it may be displayed because of the truth. Selah. Young people, we got to rally to the colors tonight. We got to rally to the standard. Rally on truth. Rally on the word. Don't be afraid of this word. It's going to produce exactly what it said it would. You preach this word in its entirety. You stand on it. It's going to produce gifts. It's going to produce the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It's going to produce overcoming young people. How do you know? I see them. I see them right here in this church. I've seen lives changed. I've seen people filled. I've seen people overcome habits they couldn't overcome. It will produce what it promised it would produce. 
But we got to quit moving the landmarks. Quit changing the standards and then criticizing those that still hold them. Well, maybe we can just let our young people do a little of this. Maybe we shouldn't be so hard on them. I'm looking at a group of young people that love it just the way the prophet gave it. I believe we got a group of young people we can be proud of. We got a group of young people that stand in the most evil day, living the message to its fullest. Overcoming, still fighting, still standing. They ain't worried about let's lower the standards a little bit. I love this group of young people. You are awesome. You should be proud of yourself. Quit letting the devil talk down to you. We ain't got to lower no standards. <laughs> I heard a story about a standard bearer in battle. And they were attacking this enemy position. And things weren't going so well. They'd been shot to pieces. They'd been shot to pieces. But the one with the standard, the one with the banner had made it further up the hill than anybody else. And he was up there. And the general decided that the battle was lost. And he needed to retreat. We got too many of those generals in the pulpits. But he decided that the battle was lost and that they, did the, they was getting shot up and it wasn't a worthy cause. Enemy fire was strong and they were being shot to pieces and the general deemed the battle lost. So he calls to the standard bearer and he orders him. He says, bring back the flag. And the standard bearer calls back over his shoulder and says, I will not bring back the flag. How about you bring up your men? Come on, church. We ain't got to lower the standards. How about you bring up the men? How about you bring up your lives? How about you bring it up to the baptism of the Holy Ghost? How about you charge the enemy? We won't bring the standard down. We won't bring the banner down. We won't back up. How about you bring up the men? Hallelujah. Hold the standard. Stand true and fight. I'm not going to go up to the Laodicea. I'm not going to give up my rights. I'm not going to give up my joy. I'm not going to give up what God's given me. I'm not coming back after I fought all this way to get here. How about you bring up the men? Hallelujah. How about we lower some standards? Listen, it's not our landmarks. It's God's landmarks. I can't, I can't bring them back. The the landmarks are what they are, and you can stay standing. We're fixing to close. So, young people, when people will say to you, lower the standard, say, no, how about you bring up your lives? How about you bring it up to the standard of the baptism of the Holy Ghost? You know, I heard when we, when we, look, we're fixing to go to Ohio. I say we raise the banner high. I say we get the banner up real high. I heard when we showed up last year and got off the bus, they said the holy rollers are here. Hallelujah. Hey, don't be afraid of that banner. Raise it up high. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. I'm not afraid of that standard. Raise the banner. Oh, there's a standard of worship. It's in spirit and it's in truth. Raise that banner high and let them know this is what victory looks like. This is what joy looks like. This is the banner of freedom. Hallelujah. Listen, don't take your freedom for granted. Freedom is just like territory. That which is not defended is lost. 
you'd be willing to defend that. Wave it high. You worship with your whole heart. I got something to say. You can stand for a minute. It ain't going to hurt you. Some of y'all need to quit siding with the accuser of the brethren. Every time somebody gets a shout and a dance and run, I happen to know that they shouted in church one time and then they had sin in their life. Accused day and night. You just doing your job, going to and fro. I understand you can't help it. Listen, there's a real big difference. I, I believe in a sin-killing religion. Let me say this. Young people, you got sin in your life, and the Spirit of God moves. Instead of running the aisles, you should run to the altar. 100%. I'm on board with that. But I also believe those that struggle and fight and battle the hardest, they worship the hardest too. They get a little bit of victory. They ain't afraid. Oh, there may be this devil and I may have this trouble, but this just got freed off of me. I'm going to run around a little bit. I'm going to let the world know God just set me free. God just loosed me. If you got a problem with that, the problem's you. Hey, look, there's a big difference in that and a hypocrite. A hypocrite is someone, that's not hypocritical worship. A hypocrite is somebody that's trying to fool everybody that's living in sin, but trying to convince everybody they're living right. That's a big difference between somebody that's in the battle. They may be struggling, but they're next to me on the firing line. I got no problem with their worship. I got no problem with how much they jump. I got no problem with how much they shout. Lift the banner of freedom up high. Say, I'll carry the banner of worship. I'll praise my God. I'll fight. I'll build the wall. I ain't worried about what you do. But as for me, I got something to praise him about. I got something to shout about. I got something to worship my God about. Musicians can come. Jeremiah 50 and 2. Declare ye among the nations and publish and set up a standard. Publish and conceal it not. That means let the whole world know. Conceal it not. What's happening? Babylon is taken. Baal is confounded. Oh, those ones that came and tried to take you captive. They held you prisoner. Raise the standard. Babylon is taken. Those spirits of Baal that tried to hold me, they are confounded. Merodach is broken into pieces. Her idols are confounded. Her images are broken. That image she tried to put in your life, tried to make you one of them, tried to make you a Babylonian. Raise the standard. Babylon is fallen. Her idols are destroyed. They couldn't hold me, but there's a banner of freedom. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Young people, don't let the devil convince you that you need to wait. Don't let him tell you you're not strong enough to build the wall. You're not strong enough to line up in the army and fight. That you ain't strong in the faith. Don't let him come and say, you can't defeat me. You can't stand. Wait a little bit. Now is the time to raise the banner. Now is the time. To raise the standard up high. Oh, Brother Aaron, what about when I'm older? What about when I'm stronger? Now. I'm closing with this. 
Y'all know I love history. Patrick Henry. Y'all have all heard of him. Famous speeches he gave. These are excerpts from one he gave in Harrisonburg, Virginia. He says, they tell us, sir. And just go ahead and put your spiritual ears on. And young people, let this be you. It's the devil telling you this. They tell us, sir, that we are weak. Unable to cope with so formidable an adversary. But when shall we be stronger? Will it be the next week or the next year? Will it be when we are totally disarmed and when a British guard shall be stationed in every house? Shall we gather strength by an action? Sir, we are not weak if we make proper use of the means which the God of nature hath placed in our power. Besides, sir, we shall not fight our battles alone. There is a just God who presides over the destinies of nations and who shall raise up friends to fight our battles for us. The battle, sir, is not to the strong alone. It is to the vigilant, the active, and the brave. There is no retreat but in submission and slavery. Our chains are forged. Their clanking may be heard on the plains of Boston. The war is inevitable and let it come. I repeat, sir, let it come. Gentlemen may cry peace, peace, but there is no peace. The war has actually begun. Our brethren are already in the field. Why stand we here idle? What is it that gentlemen wish? What would they have? Is life so dear or peace so sweet as to be purchased at the price of chains and slavery? Forbid it, almighty God. I know not what course others may take, but as for me, give me liberty or give me death. Raise the banner as we go to Ohio this week. I will have liberty. I will have freedom. The battle has already begun, but we're not backing down. We're here to hold the standard. This is what the message produces. This is the standard. This is who we are, overcomers in the most evil age ever. Give me liberty. Give me freedom. Defend your freedom. Defend the faith. Defend the word. And raise the standard tonight. God bless you, church. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Charge. Go forward. Hold the banner. Take with the word. Amen. We're the sons of the most high God. Amen. We claim our liberty. We claim our freedom that we have in Jesus. Amen. We're going to sing that song. I'm one of them. Yes, I'm one of them. I'm so glad I can say I'm one of them. Aren't you glad for that tonight? Amen. Let's sing a couple of verses of that before we have prayer today. Well, I'm one of them. I'm one of them.
It will cleanse your heart from sin. I guarantee you this. It'll start the joy bells ringing. And it'll keep the soul aflame. It is burning now within my heart. Can you say it tonight? Oh, glory to his name. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Amen. Now, while we sing this course again, I would like all the young people that are going to the, the camp, going to be on the bus tonight, to step down here to the front. And um, we're going to just have a word of prayer with you. And uh, but I've got a few words I'd like to speak to you myself as you stand up here. Let me just see who you are. Amen. So if you'll just come as we sing that course again. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. If you're going on the bus, glad that I can say I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm one of them. I'm so glad that I can say I'm one of them. Hallelujah. Now I'm looking out to see who I'm preaching that Sunday. So, you know, I'll, I'll need you to be a standard bearer right here and to draw the sword with me. Amen. I'm going to be speaking, Lord willing, on, on Sunday morning. I've got some things that the Lord has been dealing with my heart, and so I know that it's going to be wonderful. Amen. But for you, what, we have uh, some great services that are laying ahead for these young people that are going. And uh, we, heard, uh, we heard tonight the, the charge, the exhortation there. And I just wanted to kind of reemphasize some of those things as we are gathered. And I know the bus is already here and you're going to be leaving here in just a few minutes. But again, you know, when, when you're, there, there will, should be no shame in seeking more of God. Absolutely no shame. Nobody should go to camp saying, I got all I need. That's Laodicea. Laodicea says, I have need of nothing. So, you know, whether it's me or whether it's you, we, uh, we need more of Jesus. We need a greater and a deeper experience and God to just reveal himself to us in a greater way. And so you are, you of course are the, the rallying point in the face of attack and we are sending you forth there to, to, to be a part of that meeting, realizing we're at, at war for the souls of men. And because of that, you know, we want to make sure that our behavior, our action, and, and everything that we do will help another soul find Jesus. Now, this is really important because a lot of times, you know, you, you get together and young people can distract one another. Don't be a distraction to each other. Do what you can to encourage one another to press in with all of your heart. And you raise a standard as, uh, as our youth will be going forth from here to lead the charge. 
I have that kind of confidence in you. We're here in the championship round, and uh, God has trusted you to, to raise the standard. And, um, and it doesn't matter whether we're young or whether we're old. Listen, that scripture Brother Aaron read uh, or quoted, you know, let no man despise thy youth. I, I, that was uh, something that struck my heart. When, he, when Paul told that to Timothy, and I said, hey, I'm a, I'm a Tim, I'm a Timothy. And so Paul said, let no man despise thy youth. So I, I took that to heart when I was 15 years old. Nobody was going to despise my youth. And when I was going to serve God, I was going to put everything that I had into it. I was going to lift a standard, and uh, I was going to encourage others. And uh, so, you know, we... We went forth to lead the charge. We're still doing that here at Evening Light Tabernacle. We are people that we're not, we're not so much following what others are doing. We are leading the charge, going down the path of righteousness toward the rapture. And so we're holding the standard here in this end time. Now, it, it is, of course, wherever gun of hell is um, trained on you and and, but I, God has confidence in calling you from this day and this hour for, for the purpose. Now, I want you to know, I love every one of you. And I think we have the greatest group of young people that there is in the entire message around the world. You are the best. And I, I want just to, to know, I want you to know that I know that you will do everything to, um, to hold that standard of being the best and uh, whether you're on the bus and your conduct with, uh, you know, sometimes it's close quarters with male and female and sometimes, um, you know, we, we want to, we get in high spirits and want to heckle and joke around, you know, and make things difficult for other people. But I know you won't do that. I know you're that kind of young people that will respect one another and respect um, the counselors that are at the camp and those that are riding on the bus. And so I, I have every bit of confidence in you that you're going to be the best. And I want to thank you in advance because, you know, you just... You show that over and over and over that you're that kind of young people. You show that here at the church in the way that you act, the way that you behave and conduct yourself. And I know you will show your, that, that um, on, on the bus and there uh, on, in the camp and come back where we will have a report of, Brother Tim, that you have the greatest and best young people that there is and and. And that's the kind of report I got back last time. So, you know, why would I expect anything less of you than to see that same? And I know that's what it will be. And God's going to be with you. He's going to do great things in your life. He's going to give you a, a, a recharge. Some of you, he will fill with the Holy Spirit. Others, he will refill. Others, he will gift you in certain ways or reveal something to you. You're going to receive something from God. And God's going to speak to you in a very clear and direct way. And uh, so uh, as you were exhorted, don't wait till the last service. Go expecting God to meet me on the, from the very first service on. And I can just build until it becomes a crescendo. And so I just um, wanna, I want to just 
say those things before that you go and let's have prayer together with you. you you're going to see the exceeding abundantly. Let me just prophesy over you before you even go. You're going to see the exceeding abundantly above that which you're able to think or ask. God's going to move on your behalf. Amen. Let me bless you in his name now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as our young people board this bus, Lord, we're asking that the angels of God will just watch over them and keep them, Father. They are my heart. They are my love. They are treasures that you've given to me and my ministry. And Lord, they are your children. And because they're yours, Lord, they're even greater than if they would just be mine. But because they are yours, then, Lord, we put them into your hands for your watch care over their lives and for you to protect them as they go. And in the meetings, Lord, that you would just move upon them and speak to them in a a great and mighty way. Lord, may this be the meeting of meetings where that Uh, Men and women come back with the fire of Pentecost, the Holy Ghost uh, that lights the candle on the inside and gives them that great experience of of, um, being birthed as a child of God or, or Lord, more the wood of the word added to the flame they already have. Whatever the case is, Lord, I just pray your blessings upon them now. And as they will go and say goodbye to their parents, may, Lord, that you abide here with us too, Father, and, and feel the void that we will feel by them being gone. And may men and women here, Lord, just realize their responsibility to carry the standard too, Lord. It's not just upon our youth. It's upon each one of us to bear the, the standard of the truth. Lord, may we do it as we were exhorted to tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you and may his protection be upon you, his face smile upon you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to let you be dismissed so that you